0: What was that? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well,
1: then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, the MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 1. Putty
0: with a bang. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another rousing rendition of Mullets and Memories. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. This is episode four. More fun than a barrel of MacGyver's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that episode title? I love it. I enjoyed that one immensely. So, welcome to the show, guys. This is our fourth episode, which I didn't ever anticipate us even getting... A second show off the ground, let alone let alone four episodes. Great, so I'm pretty psyched. So I will say that this is the show. So we talk about we were talking about. I think we may have mentioned it in a previous episode that we were we were coming up with a rating system for each episode, but we never quite implemented it. So tonight we're going to implement the new the new rating system. <clears throat> we're going to base it out of five mullets. Mm-hmm. So the way that we rate this is is really based on a few criteria. Um, most of it involving the women. <laughs> that macgyver has on in each episode so if he has no woman in that episode that's an immediate one mullet deduction okay does that make sense sure okay out of five okay so we've got one mullet and so we'll kind of alternate greg so you i'll do one two da 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 so we got one mullet absolutely terrible episode no redeeming value did not hold my attention and there was no whoring Right. Okay. Sure. So okay. that's that's a
1: one mullet episode. Okay. A two mullet episode would be the opening gambit was more interesting than the actual episode, and again, there was no whoring going.
0: No whoring going. Okay. On Perfect. Yeah. Three mullets. The episode was okay. It was watchable. There there was a love interest, sexy tension, only slight whoring.
1: Okay. All right. And four mullets means there was heavy petting and face sucking definite
0: whoring, but there were a few weak spots in the show. Okay. And five mullets, that's kind of the cream of the crop. There's actual sex that happens. <laughs> whoring. Mullet tearing. <laughs> flawless episode. Mullet tearing. Okay. That's a five mullet episode. Okay. All right? And I think if this episode is any indication, I think we're headed towards a five mullet episode. That's a good episode, right? man. So this episode is called The Gauntlet. Aired October 21st. 1985, Uh, the opening gambit. um, I'll just read you the quick synopsis and then we'll kind of talk a few minutes about it here. So MacGyver's mission is to sneak into a compound in a Middle Eastern country and retrieve a planning map that reveals locations marked by terrorists. He's spotted when he tries to escape and uses the map in various resourceful ways to aid in his escape, eventually eluding his partners by lifting off in a hot air balloon. (laughs) (laughs) So... MacGyver, he's in a desert village, and he's making his way across the... Series. Like, he's making his way across the roofs. He's, like, jumping mm-hmm. from rooftop to rooftop. Right. He uses a rope to descend into a window, and he uses a flagpole mounted on the building as a step to get in through that window. Okay. He goes through the window using his trusty Swiss Army knife. Yeah, how does okay. he
1: open the bars on the window with a Swiss Army knife? I don't know. Okay.
0: <laughs> he just gets in there, and he, he goes in through the window, and... It's the magic of television, Greg. <laughs> the magic of television. <laughs> So he lets himself into a room containing a map containing the plans. Mm-hmm. So the, they had this like that iconic shot of the map. I think you see it in the opening credits. Yes. too. Yeah. Uh, the map of the uh, of the United States. <laughs> right. So right. Um, he grabs the map off the wall. He tries to use the door and the door is locked. Can't get out.
1: I thought it was funny because he goes to try to unlock the door yep. after he flawlessly tears the map off the wall and doesn't ruin the map. Right. Oh, yeah. He oh, just absolutely. Rips it right off the wall and doesn't nothing happens to the map. But he goes to open the door. And it's locked, and he has a, a Nomi Malone moment from uh, Showgirls where she gets mad at everything, Yep. and he tries the lock, and he's like, Ugh! and he turns around, and he slams his back against the door, and he's like, Ugh! yes, I forgot about that. He's like, MacGyver, <laughs> you,
0: you repelled in through the window. You didn't expect the door to be locked? Right, exactly, exactly. So he has his little Showgirls moment against the back <laughs> of the door. He runs to the window. Um I have to cough, Greg. Continue for a second. <coughs> uh-huh. Well, he,
1: he, he before he got even in the building, was talking about leaving a trail of breadcrumbs. How yes. He that's why he came through the window. Yes. But he left his rope dangling down the roof. Right. Into the window.
0: Right, exactly. So he goes back to the window to try to climb out, and the soldiers see him. Who all happen to look like French Foreign Legion. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course they do. And they come running. And MacGyver, he kind of ducks back inside. Um, and this is where we have our first... Uh, Our first little uh, MacGyverism. Okay, what does he do? He slides the map under the door, Uh and then he uses a Swiss Army knife, and he, of course, because the key is in the other side. Yeah, skeleton-style key, yeah. He uses the Swiss Army knife, and he pushes it through the keyhole, and he pops the key out, falls onto the map, pulls the map back under the door, and he's got the key. He's got the key on the inside now. Exactly. So he unlocks the door, he lets himself out, but then what he does is he shuts the door and locks it again, all in the perfect perfect enough timing for him to go around the corner and hide yes so the door gives the illusion that there's still someone in there because the key is in i don't know pretty ingenious yeah that makes sense pretty ingenious move on his part so he opens the door and runs locks the door on his way out soldier spots him from the window opens fire of course into like a crowd into a (laughs) crowd To a giant crowd of people. And I just want to say that where he
1: is, this whole set looks like it's out of Indiana Jones.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's got so the market, like yeah. the little bazaar going on, and he's running around. And so what he has to do is he finds uh, he finds a disguise, and in order to do so, he uses the map again. He rolls the map up and he I don't know where he got the pee from, or whatever the he what? used. Or he's like he used it as a pea shooter. Oh actually, yeah. It, he didn't actually use a pee. It was probably a rock. It's probably a rock or something. So yeah. He rolled he it up. Sticks the pee. The pee. He sticks the rock in. And he spits it at the woman, and it hits her ankle. Right. Ooh, an and ankle. what I love about that is that she's distracted long enough for him to pull it off the clothesline, the the garment, yeah. put it on, and walk away. And then she finally decides that it's time for her to stand up. <laughs> yeah. While he's like dressing, <laughs> so he puts the outfit on. He's running. He goes to a big giant stone wall. He's about to go over it, and mm-hmm. a guy opens fire again, and he gets him down. Yeah. Now, I don't know how this other MacGyverism happened, because we never see it. Yes, right. So he starts talking to the guy for a few minutes here, and he's kind of working himself in closer and closer and closer. And when he gets close enough, he takes the rolled-up map, and he slams the guy across the side of the head. Yeah. And just knocks him unconscious. Yeah, And we because- find out that there's an iron rod Inside, Inside the, the map, yeah, but we don't know where the iron rod came. He from. should have just jumped over the wall and been gone, right? Because at that point, now there are more soldiers showing up, and they jump over the wall. He finally jumps over, and he ends up in the desert. Yeah, so he runs along the desert, and he uses the map. Now, was this the third time? Yeah, I he think uses so. the map for the third time. He uses it as a slide.
1: Yeah, like a, like one of those plastic sleds, like the little plastic sheets you can use.
0: So was the map laminated? Yeah. It had to have been laminated, right? It was right? totally laminated. there's no way he's sliding down the desert and on a it, paper and map. It all of
1: a sudden got a little bit bigger <laughs> when he yes. was sliding down the desert, yes. the dunes. Yes,
0: exactly. So he gets down to the bottom and he runs across the desert and he gets into a hot air balloon of all the things he could use to escape. Right. He uses a friggin hot air balloon, and it's there by
1: itself with no one around it. in
0: the middle of the desert, where these soldiers could clearly fire at it and yeah, shoot. Right. And oh, they do, they shoot. That's of at course it. what they do, because I mean, and that's the other thing, is the hot air balloon itself is completely deflated. There's no yeah. like he's 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 got to get it set up he's got to turn the fuel he's got to get the the fire go- right that alone it's like a couple takes hours. at least what half hour to an hour I don't know to get, to get I don't know maybe going. not that long but I can't imagine it takes thir- that was 30 seconds and he's yeah. up he's oh, in yeah. the air and he's flying away obviously conventions of television prevent that from happening in yes. real time but so he flies up and they fire and oh, when I was watching this episode I have to say I I kind of jumped the gun because I'm like. The soldiers were standing there for an inordinate amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is there, are they seriously not going to fire? <laughs> and, I mean, thankfully they did because I was going to get really irritated at him. Yeah. So they fire. They puncture a hole in the side. <laughs> so then he climbs out. He climbs he, out... He used like a pirate rope ladder. Climbs out the side of the, the basket. He, and again, I gotta tell you, the stunt work and... With like, with the map in his teeth.
1: Right. And so ah. he, he's
0: got it rolled up in his teeth and he's like hanging onto a rope and he's got the duct tape in one hand and I'm like, okay, how are you hanging off the side of this... Anyway, so he duct tapes the four corners of the map and he sticks the map to the hole.
1: Yeah, the bullet hole in the in the balloon. The bullet
0: hole and he flies to safety. And then we have the closing line... Of the opening gambit, because obviously, MacGyver's going to, uh, he's going to safety. Definitely going to safety. MacGyver's going to safety. So, we have the closing line of the episode, which I think is a pretty cool cool end, so we're going to play it here. It just goes to show you, a good map will always get you where you want to go. (laughs) It sure will. It sure will, MacGyver. So, (laughs) before we jump into the episode itself, I have to ask, why didn't he just duct tape the hole? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like you went through all this trouble to get a map and you, you use the map to plug the hole in the hot air balloon. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I just can't imagine silly. like if something, if it, if the duct tape blew off and the, he lost the map because. Yeah. I know it's on the fourth episode, but this is the first time in the four episodes where the opening gambit has in some way been loosely connected to the episode. Okay, sure. Because he has the line at the beginning of the episode after the gambit where he says, well, the map got me where I needed to go. Right. But that's really all we...
1: But I didn't stay there very long. Right. Because
0: because I had to go to Central
1: America.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So so off into the actual meat of the show here then, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, So the plot of the actual episode is that macgyver must match wits with a corrupt military force when he attempts to save a photojournalist from a south american crime syndicate it's a couple of issues with that but we'll get into it as we kind of as we sort of go into the uh go into the 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 meat of the episode right okay Um, all right so he arrives in the village on the bus like we just said that he talks about how the map got him where he needed to go and he gets off the bus and he sees a group of soldiers (laughs) this is I got to tell you, I mean, there were little issues here and there, but overall, I loved this episode. Yeah. I have to say, but we'll... We'll get there. We'll get there. It was a really strong episode. Yeah, it was. Okay. So, he sees a group of soldiers harassing a woman. There's three soldiers harassing this woman. They're, I mean, harassing, they're just kind of like giggling and like doing <laughs> right. a little fondling here and there. And he walks over <laughs> with his passport and he he cracks some joke about how his friend, Mr. Jackson... He says his name is Andrew Jackson. He's That's like, hey, right. guys,
1: my name's Andrew Jackson. Can I? Can you tell me where a good place to, I don't know, just hang out or whatever? And he opens his passport to show them his passport. Right. And he's got a $20 bill in there.
0: <laughs> Which I love. Because he gives a twenty dollar bill to three soldiers and they just look at him and they just start laughing. Like, yes! and the girl just wanders away. <laughs> yeah, she just walks off. It's so like, okay. And I was thinking, so he must keep a
1: twenty dollar bill in his passport to bribe people. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He he must just like that must be one of his <laughs> must be one his of his thing. attempts to you know to to do that in case he sees a group of soldiers harassing a woman. Yeah, he's got his twenty dollar bill ready to go. Right. Um. So. He smiles, and he walks away from the soldiers, and he, he basically, he walks into, I don't know if they actually say what the building is, I don't know if it's a hotel, or, but he walks into basically an empty lobby. <laughs> yeah, pretty unclear. And then he hears a noise coming from the back. He walks into another room in the back, and sees a guy at a printing press just putting paper through the printing press. The guy turns around and pulls a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Max says that uh, he's looking for a photographer. Yeah. Her name is Kate Connolly. Oh, uh, publisher sent Mac. The publisher sent MacGyver to find Kate in this. So maybe is this Central American village
1: first non-government related? Oh, no. I guess the first one, the first episode of the pilot was non-government related. Yeah. No, So I guess he's a a, a mercenary of sorts.
0: Yeah, I'm not not necessarily. W- I don't want to say a bounty hunter. But like sort of along the same lines where like he's like he's like he's like an at hire. He's an adventure seeker. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's like MacGyver at hire, like MacGyver for hire. I can see that on the side of a
1: truck it comes around. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Just a picture of the mullet going by on a billboard. (laughs) So the publisher sends Mac I gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna call Mac for the rest of the episode. I just like calling him Mac. Um, so he's the publisher sends MacGyver to find Kate. Okay. Turns out, how convenient. Kate's in the back room of the back room (laughs) of the empty lobby of this building. (laughs) In a dark
1: room doing photos and developing photos.
0: Exactly. So we go from the printing press back room to the dark room back room, if
1: you will. And she's back there. She's like, yeah, I've
0: got a a big story cooking.
1: So you're MacGyver, huh?
0: Yeah. So MacGyver tells Connolly that your publisher wants you back in the United States. Connolly's developing these photos, and he recognizes one guy yeah. um, as a man he met once. He's <laughs> like, like, wait, is that? Yeah, I met
1: him once. Oh, he's an old friend.
0: It's, uh, it's Dave Ryerson. I met him once. I'm like, oh, okay, so you know that? Okay, great. Awesome. Who's Dave played by, actually? Dave, Dave? Ryerson is played by a wonderful, oh my gosh, I love this guy, uh, John Vernon. Um, a lot of you will probably recognize him from Animal House. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Dean Wormer. In Animal House. The other one that not a lot that I love, and I think I, now I'm gonna I have to look it up. But I think he was in Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay, John Vernon. Sure. I think that was the... I'm not gonna look it up right now, but <laughs> I think that was him. So he's he's an everyman. You see him in a lot of stuff. You've, you know, he's just got that face. He's a great character actor, and I, I thought he did a fantastic job in this in this episode. So he plays Dave Ryerson, yep. who apparently shouldn't be in the country. Yeah, he's some That's, arms dealer or something. Yeah, so. Connolly asks MacGyver to assist in getting this photo evidence of Ryerson meeting with mm-hmm. with uh, with the military police. I'm going to
1: point out though, there's a first man whore moment right here when he they're in the printing press, that's right? And she's getting her camera gear ready, and he totally is checking out her ass. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, there's and, a there's a scope out moment, and and the camera makes it obvious that that's what he's doing because he's like they look at his face, and he's like hmm.
0: Yeah! Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, he's definitely giving her—he's definitely giving her the once over because he knows what's going to happen <laughs> later does. on this episode. So this guy Vasquez, God, he's the head of the military police, yeah, um, or the, the crime syndicate, if you will. He's you know he heads this whole thing. So they want to get photo evidence of Ryerson meeting with this with this military police force. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so MacGyver, of course. He agrees. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's fine. Okay. We'll do this first. But on the one condition that as soon as this is done, Connolly needs to leave the country immediately. Okay. All right. Fine. That's cool. So we cut to commercial. I think. Yeah. And then we we open back up and they're outside the wall of uh of I keep I keep thinking so every time I hear Ryerson, yeah. you've seen Groundhog Day, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking of Ned Ryerson and I think that's the character's name it's the it's the character he just when he knocks Bill Murray knocks him out near the end of the movie. Okay. He's like Ned Ryerson? Like he keeps talking to I don't know why I keep thinking of it so I'm going to say Ned a few more times over the course of the episode. So, anyway. So they they come out and they're standing over the wall at uh, Ryerson's house. MacGyver uses the um strap of Connolly's camera bag so mm-hmm. this is another this is our this is one of our McGiverisms. um yeah he uses the strap of the camera bag to neutralize two security wires carrying a high voltage charge by clipping the end of the wire and wrapping the strap around the pair to create a large enough gap above the wall yeah. to slip through and I, what i also
1: thought was very funny about this is they, they go to get these clandestine photos yeah in their street clothes
0: oh yeah yeah there's no they're not undercover no camouflage. there's, there's no camouflage nothing no, no disguises whatsoever so yeah so he uses the strap and he basically just pulls the wiring apart so that they can kind of slip through. through. yeah um so during this whole section too like
1: have you ever seen peter jackson's bad taste yes oh yes the soundtrack from this section sounded
0: like it was pulled right out of bad taste <gasps> yes actually that's a i didn't even it was very weird. it was so cool um so they scale the wall and they hide behind some foliage basically like just like a a tree branch uh they learn that as they're listening because they're now apparently only four feet away (laughs) because they can hear the entire conversation they learn that a supply of tanks is to show up at ryerson's place here in about three months um this is my favorite so connelly so macgyver's like all right you got what you need you got what you need just get let's let's get the fuck out of here all right let's go let's go Mm -hmm. and she's like oh no no just one more shot i just need one more shot macgyver come on just give it to me the handshake i need them to seal the deal and so i I knew what was going to happen she snaps two more photos and they both look up ryerson and vasquez they're like yeah and then they just. i think it was because her camera started
1: rewinding Oh, was that what it I was? I think so. Okay. So yeah, but it happened in other, like happened in like all kinds of other I films. I just like,
0: love, <laughs> I just love that. They're like, oh, just, I just need one more shot. And then she's like, yeah. snap, 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 snap. And they all look up and I'm like, okay. yeah. Yep. And also they, they walked all the
1: way up to this house across the lawn and no one saw them. And then all of a sudden behind them, there's like four guards with guns
0: pointing at their faces. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So of course they get captured and then we cut to commercial. Bam. We open up and Mac is now standing in front of Ryerson. They have this fun little exchange. Nothing really. Big
1: um, Big table full of weapons. Uh, of. Exactly.
0: And, and then MacGyver notices uh, some plastique sitting on the weapons table. As he and Ryerson converse, which leads us into now our second of the episode, our second MacGyverism. So okay. he breaks off a little piece of that plastique, which mm-hmm. is obviously just modeling clay. It was um, very runny. Yeah, it was really loose. Like, and he um, like, stuck his hands. Isn't plastique supposed to be a it's, little... It's, I think it's more firm. It's supposed to be more firm. like, like, silly like I was thinking like C4. Yeah, it that's should be it, a little yeah. firmer. Um, so he breaks off the plastique and he makes a bomb. So basically, what he does is he unplugs the flash mm-hmm. from Connolly's camera and he plugs it in to the wad of plastique. Hopefully, at the voltage is high enough to set the charge right. On. And he sets the camera timer. He gets himself out of the way, and as the timer goes off, boom goes the dynamite. Boom, and basically causes everyone to like. And if, have he, this if you want to know what this is, it's
1: this is actually in our intro.
0: What was that stuff? It's uh, plastique, s- silly putty with a bang. Exactly. So explosion confusion everyone's freaking out and of course they leave they They slip out the gate and they escape yeah (laughs) exactly perfectly fine so they're back in the village and i don't know how much time has passed here because all of a sudden they get back to the village and vasquez and his men are carrying diego's dead body out of the building uh,
1: i did not realize that he was dead until i'm like wait a minute okay i thought they were just kidnapping him
0: no, when he, I first saw this, yeah. I'm like, "Oh no, he's dead." No, he's definitely dead from from Connolly's reaction. So I don't know how much time has passed because Vasquez clearly has had enough time to get there. Right. So either he was driving faster, or they ran back. I don't know what happened, or how but, far away they were. Right. Oh, yeah. So clearly they killed. Well, they obviously walked to Vasquez's place in the first place. Right. Exactly. So, so they killed Diego. Connolly cries. Mm-hmm, of course, they retreat into a church and they kind of keep themselves out of the way. Right.
1: I think this is where we kind of find out, get clues of where they are.
0: Yes. Yes. And how do we know that?
1: They say, I think Max says, we're 100 kilometers from Mexico. Yes. So we
0: we learn right there that 100 miles from, 100 miles, 100 kilometers from Mexico, they're clearly in Central America, even though the synopsis says that they're dealing with. Well they're
1: not in Central America, no. No, if they're 100
0: miles from Mexico, 100 kilometers, so they're in Central America, but the synopsis basically states that they're dealing with a South American crime syndicate. Right. But if they're only 100 kilometers away, that's like Guatemala territory. Yeah. That's really far from South America.
1: Right. I did some research. We'll go through that at the end. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we find out that they're 100 kilometers from the border and they need to get themselves to the border in order for them to be free and to get away from what's going on. So... We lead ourselves into actually. We have a three for here because we have yep. three MacGyverisms in a very short period of time. The first one, he goes up to the bell tower. He takes uh, he takes the strap. He takes uh, the leather strap from the camera bag. Mm-hmm. He takes a candle and he takes some fire crap. Where did he find the fire? They were crackers? just
1: hanging there, which was really strange. Okay, I don't.
0: I missed that part because I was like, oh yeah, they were, They were hanging
1: there. They were just hanging outside of someone's residence or something.
0: Okay, so he tightens the rope holding the bell. uh, Up in the tower, okay? Yeah. He pulls out the duct tape, of course, because he's always got duct tape on him. I don't know where he hides it, but he's got it. (laughs) So he pulls out the duct tape. He attaches the tape to a half of the candle, and he fastens it to the chime of the bell. Does that make sense? Yeah. The the striker he tapes to the bell. Right. Right. Yeah. So then he attaches firecrackers to the inner part of the bell Mm -hmm. above the candle. Right. So he attaches the second half of the candle to the leather strap with the duct tape, and he lights both candles with a match. So essentially what's going to happen is when the strap burns through, the bell begins to ring, lights the firecrackers, and the firecrackers go off at the same time. While well, the bell's ringing and the firecrackers are going right. off, making a huge exactly. diversion. Exactly. So that's basically that's basically what happens. So you're going to say something? Yeah, I'm just
1: going to say, if you notice that Mac's pretty good at making diversions rather than, yes. than uh, confronting people directly.
0: Exactly. So Because ne- in the very next scene, well, that was my other thing is I had a weird like what would happen if I don't know, because that's a bell tower. So you're pretty high up. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be some wind. What if the wind just blew the candles out? Well, then they'd all be dead. <laughs> like He'd be screwed. They would be screwed. They're just like sitting behind the bus and they're just waiting like, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, well, well it's, you know, you it's going to happen something else. Out. Yeah. So anyway, so he they get out. The fireworks go off. They cause the diversion. MacGyver has time to now slip under a bus. <laughs> yeah. So he goes under the bus, which leads us into uh, MacGyverism number four. This one was... A, this one actually... The payoff was a little bit later in the episode, mm-hmm. but it was pretty fun. So he takes the winch from the bus. He takes a winch off of a Jeep. That's
1: right. While he pulls the winch cable off of a Jeep and then drags the winch cable underneath the school bus right. that he's planning on stealing right. and attaches it to another vehicle in the front.
0: Okay. Gotcha. The one that's
1: going to speed off first. Gotcha. So no one sees the cable. Right. Exactly. And makes okay. a,
0: a fantastic mess. It was pretty fun. I liked that. So that that comes in, in about five minutes. But then, so, he has that one he's setting for later. And then he leads us into number five. Which again was kind of a kind of a lame one, but he needed to do it. He created a mirror system oh so that he guess. could drive the bus while he was laying down on the bottom of the right. bus. Right. He made a periscope. Yeah. So basically, he t- he tied He taped a mirror to the front of the seat. He took her compact. He used it there, and he basically had like you said, he used it as a periscope so he could right. drive. So he could drive while being below. While being low, so bullet, he could get bullets out. flying. He could get right. out of the. You yeah. could get out of the village. So Ugh. they leave the village, the winched jeep. Pulls off and starts fu- and starts chasing them. Yeah, it finally pulls Tot and flips the other jeep over. <laughs> yeah, and what does Connolly do? She snaps a photo. She's taking pictures like, of the whole. Why thing. Why would she snap a photo of a flipped jeep? She's like, Yeah, just- this is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And then she has the comment about how it's her lucky camera, and she wouldn't. She's like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do if it ever anything ever happened to it. <sighs> There's some foreshadowing. And-, and
1: as they're driving away, she ta- stops and looks at Max and says, "Level with me. Are we gonna make it?" <laughs>
0: it's like no like nope uh, no we're gonna die you know if
1: mac thought he wasn't gonna make it he wouldn't be doing this exactly oh, Connolly.
0: Uh, so mac so the, the 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 jeep flips over and we cut to commercial and we come back and now they're driving the bus down the long dirt road uh-huh they have a nice little heart-to-heart moment where macgyver talks about what he wants to do and like why he does this and why he does what he does um well, he, yeah. Vasquez and Ryerson are, are obviously looking for him. Uh, they they at some one point use a drop plane mm-hmm. um, so they could kind of scan the area. At one point, the pilot goes, I'm almost out of fuel. I can't do this. And she's like, I don't care how much fuel you have. Find him. I'm like, oh, okay. So let's just let your plane <laughs> right, run crash. out of fuel and we'll be fine. So, um, MacGyver eventually loses control once they find, the plane finds them, um, he loses control of the bus mm-hmm. and somehow ends up in a river. <laughs> they just go off a bank. They just go off the bank into the river. Yeah. They get out and eventually realize that they're too far to go during the day, so they set up camp at night. Yeah. They set up camp, and this is where it gets oh, really steamy. So, MacGyver builds a fire. hmm um, oh. somebody plays a synth. <laughs> Some- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's in the woods playing a synthesizer uh, Mac uh, captures Dude, Do we have the whole clip With the lizard breast
1: This is going to be An uncomfortable 90 seconds But I think we, we all need to sit it, through this It
0: has to happen Okay,
1: So, so this is Mac and Connolly In the woods Well in the jungle really Having a fire which is a dumb thing to do If you're being chased by people Eating breast of lizard And eating lizard breast Okay, you know, this gets really uncomfortable, but you're all going to have to sit through it, so here we go. I'll tell you right now, there's another. Oh,
0: God. Mm. <laughs> Hope you don't mind our commentary. Mm. Very next dinner party I give. Breast of Blizzard, Alan MacGyver. You know delicious. What, you know what other breasts are going to be, Alan MacGyver? <laughs> <laughs> you could play this. I love how they make They're a very
1: unexpected man, MacGyver. You
0: keep me off balance. Sorry. (laughs) No. I think...
1: I think I like it.
0: (sighs) Now it gets weird. Weirder. So now she's laying down on the ground and she's sort of making room for MacGyver and she asks him this question here in a minute. Want to
1: share? That sounds like the cosmos. (laughs) It's
0: quite awful. Is that a yes? Or no? We made it through we made it through so in what is otherwise a phenomenal episode that is probably the most qu- cringe worthy 90 seconds of the entire it's the pretty, entire episode. pretty it's, weird it's, it's, it's terrible and so
1: she gets all sultry like this just after one of her best friends has been killed right right exactly because
0: yeah. that's when you're the most vulnerable and macgyver certainly no advantage of a vulnerable oh woman. yeah
1: and so they they bed down by firelight after eating lizard breast oh god so, but I want to say, okay, this is another point. She asks what they're going to do, and he says going to keep going. And this is where things start getting weird technically. He says we're about 10 miles from the border.
0: This is, you had said this to me before we started recording. So
1: he's saying 10 miles. Now, they obviously, so let's assume that they traveled quite a bit that day with a mm-hmm. bus. Right. But initially, the other characters were talking about kilometers. So throughout the whole episode, they're mixing up kilometers and miles. So maybe it's intentional. maybe not but 10 miles from the border now okay so now
0: they're 10 miles away okay so the next day uh ryerson and vasquez find the bus and they realize that mac and Connolly are on foot so they basically put all the soldiers around the path to try to find them okay um vasquez then tells ryerson that if they're not captured that his future with the country is basically in deep shit yeah and that's and he doesn't really say anything else other than that because you know what's going to happen if these guys get away like ryerson's dead easily he's they're just gonna they're just gonna kill totally so um macgyver comes out of the brush uh towards these two shoulder shoulders towards these two soldiers okay he's carrying Connolly in his arms as if she's injured and he just walks kind of he walks right up to them okay and he has this line near the end of the near near this in this scene and he's just when i was just about to think how mellow he had gotten over the course of this episode he goes and pulls a shitty stunt like this with her what do you see? Two men with guns. What do you see? Opportunity knocking. You know you could stand lose a few pounds. Morret. Venus dias, you guys. Jake. Oh, like. Just when I thought he'd mellowed out and he was kind of becoming this, then he goes ahead and tells her that she needs to lose a couple pounds, and I'm like, "What a douchebag! Come on, man! You can stand to lose some weight." Oh, you rat! Oh, it's so awful.
1: Okay, so then the the guards are taken aback, don't know what's going on, because right. so, she's then, basically playing dead,
0: and then he throws her at them. <laughs> he throws her. He tosses her. He at throws him. her at the guards, <laughs> and in the in in the midst of that. Her camera shatters. <gasps> her lucky camera. Her camera breaks. But
1: how does it break? How does it break? So MacGyver's fighting with one guard, right? And she's left alone. The other guard kind of gets up. So she takes her lucky camera and swings it with the uh, with the strap and smashes it on his head. Right. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. So and she then does MacGyver
1: it- turns around and goes
0: yeah
1: Connolly. that's now you're getting the hang of it that's right he's all happy and then she just clobbered that guy and like she's all upset that her lucky camera's broken
0: oh it was just yeah i'm just terrible so then she obviously she's she's broken up about it and (laughs) what does he do as she's crying about this he gives her a fucking noogie
1: he puts her in a headlock, and he puts gives her, her in a noogie. headlock.
0: And I'm like, Okay, so first of all, <laughs> you had sex by fire, then you criticize her weight, then you cheer her on for punching a soldier out, then you give her a fucking noogie for crying over the camera. What is it? Go- like a lot happened in that sixty seconds that just make no sense for the character, for the episode. And so and then in the next scene they're just fine. And then they just move on. So we move wow. in here and we're coming into the finale, which is the easily the best part of the episode okay so they go to the jeep they go to an abandoned they find an abandoned garage because eventually what happens is they pull the jeep to the top of the hill and realize that all the soldiers are standing across the river Mm -hmm. and there's no way that they can get there so they double back to the garage that just happened to be in the middle of the field (laughs) filled with barrels so they tie um they they attach the the cart with the barrels on it and they put it on the jeep and they bring the jeep to the top of the hill um before that he had created this he's creating a diversion where he he pours the liquid onto the engine yeah the oil just oil he pours the oil onto the engine to kind of make that smokiness so that heats up all the white smoke everywhere so he sends the so the first thing he does is he sends the jeep down the hill smoking completely like just so they kind of throw the soldiers off Mm -hmm. so the soldiers open fire and the jeep just goes bombing through smashes into the side of a car and just goes up in flames and so right there is like the start of like this amazing climax so from that point what they end up doing is do they do they light the barrels on fire they yeah they do light the barrels on
1: fire okay and they start kicking them down the hill
0: yeah so they start rolling these flaming barrels down the hill and <laughs> quite a few of them like yeah, probably seven or eight six or seven or eight of yeah. them yeah. And so they're rolling down and the guys are like firing their guns at the barrels that are going down. And so basically what ends up happening is these flaming barrels are coming down and everything's like smoking and there's this like really amazing thing. And one of them, one of the barrels, which is not on fire, goes so conveniently, goes right through the middle of everyone, misses yeah. everything and lands in the water. And mm-hmm. then MacGyver and uh, Connolly come crawling out. Yeah. For some reason, they're not dizzy, so they have yeah. no problem swimming to the other side. <laughs> this thing was flying down the hill, and if anyone's ever
1: gone th- for a barrel ride down a hill... Right. If they got out of it in the water, they would drown because they were so dizzy. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so they get out, uh, and they free themselves, and they swim across the border to the Mexican shore. Yeah, and then um,
1: take photos with the Mexican border guards <laughs> that happen to be waiting for them throughout right. this entire Didn't, thing.
0: They were like, oh, welcome to welcome to Mexico, Mr. Yeah. MacGyver. Do you have anything to declare? <laughs> God, so oh. so yeah. So Connolly fixes her camera, which she says, "I fixed it,
1: <laughs> MacGyver style." And this is my my wife actually said, I, she's watching it over my sh- shoulder. And when Connelly says, "I fixed it," my wife goes with a toothpick and a tampon. <laughs> I. She MacGyver's it. She
0: MacGyver's don't it with a toothpick, a, it a toothpick and a tampon. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, like, that's not what she did. So though. she fixes it with the duct tape, and they finish the episode with a freeze frame of a photo of MacGyver, Connolly, and the two Mexican border patrol guards. <laughs> and the episode ends. Um It was a great episode. It, you know, I gotta tell you, for the first three, which were just eh, okay, like this was a wicked rebound. The the gambit was amazing for all the flaws that had, mm-hmm. the episode itself, if you take out that 90-second sex scene, God, whatever so, that was, the so weird. the lizard breast, you take that... It was an absolutely fantastic episode. I thought the tension was completely dead on. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any issues with that at all. Um, the set pieces, the action, oh yeah. my God, the action was fantastic. Performances were great. I thought MacGyver was, even even given that douchebaggery that he did and with the noogies and the you're too fat <laughs> i thought he was a lot calmer i thought he was a little more mellow yeah he was a way t- less douchey out. he was probably tired off of his opening gambit sh- uh, so the m- the mullet itself i don't think is it's it seems to be getting a little bushier. It's growing Maybe But uh, but I don't know I just thought it was fantastic so, I, I give it 5 out of 5
1: So this is a 5 out of 5 Mullet show for me he, This is easily yeah. A 5 mullet episode Oh totally It's a great show It was really entertaining All the way through The pace was good And he, he totally shacks up With Connolly In the middle of the jungle yeah. I don't know Do you think she takes over For Barbara Spencer As the best lady I, so I far I don't know Oh so for now Because he never He never sealed the deal With Barb
0: He did not They just had a weird Makeout moment Yeah on he wand- a gurney he wandered off <laughs> He's yeah. like alright You can take her Um, did you want, I know we're, we're pretty low here on time, Greg, but did you want to talk about your, it was just interesting because
1: Guatemala, yeah, so with Guatemala. So we definitely figured out it was either Guatemala or Belize that they were in, but I did some Google map measuring. And if you're a hundred miles away from Mexico, when you're in Belize, you're actually closer to Guatemala. So they wouldn't be going to Mexico. They'd be going to Guatemala. Okay. So then I said, okay, yes, it's definitely, they have to be in Guatemala. And so I looked around, and there the border actually of Guatemala and Mexico. There are three rivers, and they crossed one of those three. And I'm not really sure how to pronounce them.
0: We got the Usumacinta River, the Rio Suchiate, and the Rio
1: Chixoy. And I'm gonna go that they went with a Rio Suchiate. Yep. Um, Suchiate. Yeah. Um, just just because of the way that it looked. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that's
0: it. I mean, I, I don't know why I actually did that, but I, hey, that's where they what? were. They I mean, were in Geographically Guatemala. speaking, we figure they're probably in Guatemala. Guatemala is Central America, not South America, mm-hmm. as the synopsis has told us. <laughs> and as I actually said in the movie or in the show. <laughs> and the, Exactly. Yeah. So fantastic episode. Fantastic. I, I can't wait for the next one. I think episode five, hopefully, I mean, this has got a lot to live up to, but this is like, I did a little more research and this this is sort of like the gold standard for the episodes is it like this is highly regarded as one of the best of the series even though it's only the fourth one (laughs) so we've got i mean we got a long way to go but i think this episode i mean we got a lot to look forward to for the next the next episode so hopefully episode five um is just as good and i believe i recall it's uh episode five is called the heist Mm, yes and it has something to do with a casino oh boy so i believe there's some james bondy and stuff going on with macgyver in that episode so i'm really looking forward to seeing that yeah. one so hopefully that'll be just as good but uh greg do you have any closing thoughts before we go here
1: no thanks for sticking around All and right. i hope that that sex scene wasn't too weird
0: I, it was weird enough for me but uh, anyway guys if you like what you see or hear rather i say that every time uh go ahead and subscribe to us on itunes Mollets and memories we are literally the only thing that pops up when you type in mullets and memories or mullets or memories or macgyver <laughs> Either way, actually, no. MacGyver would not be the only thing that pops up. There are a few other podcasts out there, but um, give us all a try, if you will. So, if you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a listen and uh, and and leave us a comment on iTunes. But other than that, I'm Dave Champa. I'm Greg Klein. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next week. Well, and maybe it's time for a smoke.